Hey guys, have you heard about Anchor by Spotify? It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a few others. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And I save the best part for last. It's totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It has been a long time coming. Welcome to the Intellectual Stew with yours truly. My name is James Kirkland and I am super, 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 super excited to be with you tonight. I have, uh, this has been a long, a long time coming. We've talked about starting this podcast at least since the beginning of the year. And for whatever reason, you know, we have procrastinated. But nevertheless, uh, tonight, May the 10th, 9 30 p.m we are here and we are excited about starting uh, the intellectual stew i'm not by myself tonight i have our trusty engineer mr disco say what's up disco say what's up disco what's happening to you my man i'm glad you came along looking forward to your show boss man man i'm looking forward to it too i'm gonna see how this thing ends up and i needed a comfort zone tonight so uh, i brought my baby with me i brought my daughter with me y'all say hi to my baby hey kennedy Hi. Get her closer. Can you hear her? Yeah. Okay, y'all can hear her. Okay, good. Kennedy is here with us tonight. Um, it, it's amazing. A lot of the stuff that you need, you know, you would sit around and you put pressure on yourself trying to find uh, professional people to do this and that. And then you look up and then your child is able to do a lot of the same stuff that you're paying other people to do. And I could have had this stuff done a long time ago. So I'm going to tell you something. This has been a long process, but uh, nevertheless, it has been a learning experience. Listen, those of you all uh, that are tuning in to my Facebook live page, if you would uh, go divert, leave my page and go to Disco 100 Radio on YouTube. Go there and subscribe. And when you subscribe there, you can participate in the chat. Kennedy will be uh, we're talking to you all in the chat. If you want to call in and congratulate me on uh, starting the show, you can call 678-638-6626. Call in, uh, let me know your name, and uh, congratulate, us, congratulate us on uh, getting the show started. My name, uh, like I told you, we have Disco. Excuse me. You have Disco. Uh, we have Kennedy. And you have yours truly. Well, who is James Kirkland? Well, first of all, I'm a father. Definitely a father. I was a husband. For 20 years and i'm in the process now of learning how to be single uh, i wouldn't dare try to move into a relationship until i become uh, more comfortable and content with myself not only that but i'm also a minister of the gospel been doing that since 1994 and will do it until i die i'm also a mentor to uh, grown men grown uh, and young children i'm also an insurance producer uh, I'm a divorcee. 2018 rocked my world because my world changed drastically uh, because I was married for 20 years. And then all of a sudden I found myself divorced 
and alone. So I've gone through a long process uh, to get here, gone through a long process, but I'm thankful that I'm here because you know what? While I was alone, uh, after having been married all those years, I was sitting at home, stuck on the couch, and I started this process disco of really, really looking in the mirror at myself and looking at the mirror at myself. I got to be honest with you all. It was a lot of things that I saw that I really didn't like. And it was some areas that I felt like I needed to improve in. And you know, how many of you all know that the bigger, that biggest house, biggest room in any house is the room for improvement. And if you can't sit back and look at yourself in the mirror and see uh, some mistakes that you've made or some things that you've done wrong, or if you think that everything is great and that your stuff don't stink, uh, it, it, it's get end up alone and see what happens. So I did that. And I don't know how many of you all are familiar with the biblical story of the prodigal son about the prodigal son who was living in his father's house. And for all of those years, he was living in his father's house. And then one day he got big and bad and told his daddy, let me get my inheritance up front. I don't want to live in your house. I don't want to abide by your rules. He went to a far country. And in that far country, the Bible says that he wasted his substance with riotous living. I don't know if he was drinking. I don't know if he was smoking. I don't know if he was going to Magic City. I don't know what he was doing, but whatever he did, all the money that he had, he wasted it. And when he wasted it, he, uh, he was at a point where he was literally considering eating what the hogs were eating. He was sitting down about to eat slops, slop and understand of their culture. They didn't even eat anything that was associated with swine, but he was about to do something. And some of us have been in the same position. Life beat us up so bad when we had found ourselves at a point where we had lost everything and life beat us up so bad that we considered doing something that was diametrically opposed uh, to what we had been taught growing up. So, but it's something happened in that text. Uh, the Bible says that that man came to himself. In other words, he had a he had a come to Jesus moment or he uh, had a reality check. And he said, why in the world would I sit here and eat what slop to eat what the hogs are eating when I have a father that I can go to his house and I can in the servants eat better than I'm eating right now. And that's where I was. I was I, I, I had wasted my substance. I think I was dealing with a form of depression. I was alone. And then all of a sudden I came to myself. And when I came to myself, I can't tell you exactly when I can't tell you the exact day. But it was sometime in 2020 after about a year and a half of being stuck on that couch. And it was interesting because that whole time being stuck on that couch um, didn't really work because the day I moved in, that was that was this. I'm disco. You talking about pouring water on a Kennedy, pouring water on the drowning man. It was so interesting because uh, when, the, when we separated, and I moved into my new house. I got fired immediately. I mean, the day I moved in on Sunday, got fired on Monday. Uh, but it was a good time. It was a good time, and and I never lacked, uh, uh, never missed a meal, uh, never uh, never got evicted, none of those things. But I did have a come to Jesus type moment, and I did become stronger through this process. And I, and one thing I could tell you that I did learn, and I think that's what helped me more than anything, is that I was not comfortable uh, for a long. Even though I even through my depression, I was I mean, whatever I was going through, I wasn't comfortable being in that position. I didn't like. Uh, number one, I didn't like being alone. Number two, I didn't like being stuck on that couch every day. I didn't like uh, some of those things. So when when you get uh, when you're comfortable, if you become comfortable, especially if you're comfortable on barely get along Boulevard, that's a bad place to be. And that's where I was. I was I was so comfortable on barely get along Boulevard. And, and, and the sad part about it was that I, I, I had experienced better in my life. And because I had experienced better in my life, uh, I wasn't comfortable 
it, at, at barely get along Boulevard. So the challenge for me was how can I get back on the path to better? And that and that's where I am now. So for me, having experienced better, at least I had a model to shoot for. Unfortunately, the sad reality is that so many people in life, they've never experienced better. And because they've never experienced better, the, uh, they don't know what better looks like. So if you don't know what better looks like, how do you do better? And there are so many people that live in, in communities or are in bad relationships and, and all they've seen were bad relationships. Mama was in a dysfunctional relationship. Daddy wasn't nowhere around. Uh, none of those types of things. So all, if all you've seen is dysfunction, it's interesting that when you've only seen dysfunction, you're able to function within your dysfunction. And that's what a lot of people do. So I wasn't comfortable. I w didn't want to be fun didn't want to keep functioning in dysfunction. So I made a conscious decision that I was going to get on the path to better. So here it is. How are you going to do better if you don't know what better looks like? So through this medium, through this podcast, I plan to share ideas. I want to collaborate with those in our community. When I say our community, I'm talking about those of African-American and African-Americans and whatnot. And ideally, what I want to do is introduce some processes that might help those in our community function together to bring our community or to better our community. I want to see us better. We've been arguing we've been fighting we've been fussing every time it looks like we take two steps forward or take one step forward uh it looks like we take two steps backwards uh we're constantly at odds with one another it's always confusion um i think sometimes racism i mean i, I don't think we can be affected by racism if we're strong as a unit of uh, black males black females if we were strong as a unit then we're not as affected uh by racism but Hey, things happen. That, that's, that's just kind of how things. So here it is. So what's in the stew? What's in the stew? That's the question. So I started this process, but I didn't want to do it by myself. So I figured that there had to be a lot of people that were in the same position that I was or that I am, and they needed to shoot for better. But then there's another community of people that has no desire to live better because they're comfortable where they are. And these individuals, I would like to say, are either underexposed well, they are underexposed and overexposed at the same time. They're underexposed to good things, but they're overexposed to some of the bad things simultaneously. And even though they desire better, they don't, they don't know what better looks like. So they never try to get to better, if that makes sense. So consider this as a personal invitation from me uh, to join me as we go on this path towards better. Now I have Kennedy with me. So one of the, um, one of the ingredients that I think for the stew is that we should... Um, is well a couple of degrees. Number one is education. Uh, number two is parenting. Now, I Kennedy is my daughter. Kennedy's 18 years old. She graduated uh, the, during the pandemic year during 2020. So I'm sorry, Kennedy, you didn't get your prom. You got a graduation. You did get, but it wasn't a proper graduation, right? But you got it. You got it. But tell me something. Uh, you uh, Kennedy attends the University of Georgia. Uh, on, uh, she went there on the Zell Miller Scholarship. Kennedy, tell me how how was your first year of college? Uh, I enjoyed the first year of college. It was obviously different than we all hoped or thought it would be. Uh, we didn't have many classes going in, especially the first semester. But second semester, it came around and I started going in person more. So Okay. So let me ask you this. So going to college, what do you think prepared uh, growing up in our household prepared you to be successful in college? I think you and mom had very high expectations for us and that definitely 
rubbed off on us, even if it was like innately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I had high expectations for myself, so I was going there to pretty much do a job. Having fun is great, but I know what the end result should be. Okay, so uh, when you said we had you had uh, high, we had we set expect high expectations for you. Some what what are, what were some of those expectations? Well. As far as grades, you can go, you expected us to get A's, B's weren't great, but I guess for us to just put our all into everything, don't do anything half, whatever, um, also... You better not cuss on this shit, <laughs> well, go ahead. Also, uh, just to understand, like, how valuable our time is, if we want to do our sports and excel at these sports, we have to excel in school as well. Yeah, you got that part from your mother, I think, on that portion of it. I did. I, I did push you for the grades. I told you all, y'all started with 100 points and anything that you gave away. And that was interesting. I was listening to you yesterday and you were talking about your final. You was like, I only need 70 points to get an A because you, <laughs> you had worked it out. What did you end up getting on that grade? I got a 100. A 100? So you didn't miss anything? Y'all give my baby a hand. Those out there in the streets. So first year, University of Georgia, which is one of the most pre- prestigious universities in the state. Uh, what's your GPA going to be? 3.9 something. Okay. So we got somebody calling in. Let's see what we got here. Welcome to the Intellectual Stoop. Hello? Hey, Dad, this is Trey. Oh, Shaki, y'all, my boy, my son has called in to check in. You called to check in on your dear old dad? Yes, sir. I'm tuned in. I just wanted to congratulate you and say that I'm proud of you. You proud of me? You yes, see, your, sir. your sister got a 3.9 this semester. Oh, yeah, I heard. I heard. That's a good start. A good That's start. A she, start. She gave away a .01 somewhere. I got to figure out what happened with that one, but I guess, uh, uh, I guess a 96. That's a good start, though. Yeah, it's a good start. Good start. Congratulations to you. I know uh, you had, uh, I know the year didn't end quite the way you wanted to end uh, ba- ba- with baseball, but I know uh, academically you continue to excel. And uh, and I want, you, sure. I want you to know that your mom and dad are both um, proud of you. Uh, Trey is at Jacksonville State University. And uh, he's a um, he's a graduate student there, working on a master's in public administration. When, when when will you be finished with that, Trey? So I'm taking three classes this uh, this summer, two classes in the fall, and I'll be done with that. You'll be done. Be out yep. of there, huh? All right, all right, all right. So for those that don't know, Trey uh, Trey plays baseball. I played baseball at Jacksonville State. He had a a, a season end season ending injury, uh, and he uh, had surgery on last week. But he had one ser- surgery by one of the best surgeons in the world. And uh, there, and he has a four-month uh, recovery. Uh, yeah, four-month recovery process. So I want you all uh, to pray for him and his career. Uh, he'll be able to uh, continue, hopefully, in the future because he has tools and he has skills and he has determination. And uh, and to be honest with you, that child, I've seen, uh, I've seen that boy uh, overcome so much adversity over the. Let me ask you something, Trey. Uh, uh, looking at your life, because I've been knowing you for a while, all your life, 22 years. What do you think uh, has prepared you to deal with the adversity that you've dealt with in life? Mm, I don't know. I guess we just face a lot of adversity. I can't really highlight one specific thing, but I guess over the years, uh, I've just sort of become numb to it. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like uh, I look at it as, oh, this happened. Oh, well, on to the next. Oh, this happened. Oh well, on to the next. You know, it's all about bouncing back. Bouncing back. That's that. That's a good point. That's a good point because uh, 
life's gonna throw you curveballs, right? <laughs> and, and I mean, uh, you speaking metaphorically, life's gonna throw you curveballs. But what are we taught? Let it be, and then what? Extend, because <laughs> once it breaks, yeah. once that curveball breaks, and ain't nothing left. Now it's like being on the tee, and all you gotta do is swing. And that's that's what we've tried to always instill with, within you all. Uh, and I, I y'all see, I have my children on here because this is a family affair, uh, and I want them uh, to help me kind of explain to you sometimes uh how uh we parented them and uh how we were successful uh because in all of us you know and, and uh and uh no, there is no template to being a parent there's no template whatsoever at that uh it's all on the job training uh but thankfully uh to some degree we've been successful with these two and uh we're super 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 proud of them so trey i'm not gonna hold you up man like i said thank you for calling in uh thank you for congratulating us uh continue to get well uh how's uh how how did uh uh therapy go today it was tough the first day out and uh they got my arm bending i didn't think it should be <laughs> it's all good I the next, so. did, did, are you in a sling yeah i'm in a sling for six weeks okay okay but you can drive yeah. can you drive yeah I'm making it work. Okay. Making it work. Ingenuity. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, like I said, thank you for calling in. I'm not going to uh, uh, belabor your time. I know you got things to do. You're, you're a grad student. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to keep watching. Yeah, keep on Yeah, keep, yeah, keep on watching, and uh, we'll make this happen, all right? All right, it's so very, thank you so much, and uh, we're good to go. Yeah, put that first picture up. All right, thank you, Trey. Yep. Okay. All right, so I wanted to put this uh, tip of the day up because, like I said, I've been through so much adversity. Read that. It says sometimes you got to go broke, losing the person you thought you love, lose the person you thought you love, watch your friends turn into foes just to get where you were going. Trust the process. Elevation requires separation. Sometimes, I th and I, I wanted to put that meme up because what it made you take it down, what it made me, not leave it up. I want them to read that. Uh, what, what it made me think about uh, was that, uh, even though I went through that divorce and it was difficult, it was good. <laughs> it was good. Uh, the, the difficult, sometimes difficulties are designed to develop you, you know, because you, you, you need to almost uh, go through a season of being alone because, you know, uh, you become comfortable. You, it's so easy to get to a place or a level of comfortability. And when you uh, get to a certain level of comfortability, then you have no desire to grow or, you know, you I mean, you, you're there. You, you kind of got, I like to call it a rhythm. You've kind of gotten yourself stuck in this rhythm and you're side to side and you're rocking rhythm, rhythm, and you're dancing to this rhythm. And uh, and and next thing you know, 10 years have passed, 15 years have passed, 20 years have passed, and then there's no productivity. You haven't produced, you're not producing anything. You're living vicariously through other people. I mean, I had a point where people would ask me things like what made me happy and things along those lines. And I honestly just didn't know. <laughs> They asked me what made me happy. And I said, well, when my children do good or when my children, no, what makes you happy? Well, when my daughter does this or when my daughter does, no, what makes you happy? And I really, really had no clue. I think the only time I think I was really happy is when I was preaching or something along those lines. But everything else, I, I kind of hated my job because I didn't really like selling cars because I had to be there 12 hours a day. Uh, I didn't really, you know, I hated uh, that it required so much of my time. I had to miss baseball tournaments and softball tournaments. And, you know, and it kind of uh, started to um, deal with my self-worth. But it's all good. I'm better now. I'm better now. So here it is. So we, the, the question tonight is what's in the stew? Now, I looked up a little, uh, re I looked up a recipe of vegetable stew. And in order to put 
all of these in order to get make a good vegetable stew all of these ingredients are necessary you need vegetable oil you need sliced onions you need minced garlic cloves you need carrots celery potatoes tomatoes kidney beans water tomato sauce then you need certain seasonings you need thyme bay leaf salt and pepper uh flour and red wine and you take all of these ingredients you put all of those ingredients in one pot when you put them all in one pot you put some heat on that situation and when you put some heat on it then eventually after so long then the stew becomes a dish which is a vegetable stew likewise when um i wanted to come up with options for uh ingredients for the uh intellectual stew uh i didn't just really want to come up with my own ingredients on my own. Uh, so what I did was I asked several people who uh, who I, I talk to on a regular basis or whom I communicate with. I started asking them the same question that Jesus asked the disciples when he said, who do men say that I am? I wanted to know who, what they thought about me. I wanted to know, uh, I wanted to know uh, what they thought, what areas they thought I was knowledgeable in. Uh, a lot of these were Facebook friends. So they had kind of followed me throughout the years uh on facebook and so uh i um i asked them what did they think i was uh what i and i probably sent this text out or email out to probably about 10 people and then they came back with several responses some of the one things that people thought i was uh was passionate about now some of them i ain't gonna lie i had no clue that i was passionate about those things so i don't think i really qualify for those but uh one person sent in they said that they thought i was uh, education was important to me they thought that the importance of grammar. Oh, somebody else is calling in. Somebody else calling Disco One Hundred. The intellectual student, James Kirkland. How can I help you? Hey, James. This is Nicole. Nicole. Yeah. Hey, Nick. Nicole. Nicole Jones. Hey, hi. Hey, Nicole. Hey, how you doing? I, I, I get, congratulate you. Yeah, this is my this is my eventual gonna be my eventual life coach at some point. I ain't gonna lie. She uh she's <laughs> she uh we don't know each other from Adam. Uh we know each other, uh we know mutual people. And um to and uh so I I, I, I admire her mind because of some stuff that she uh posts on Facebook and she, you just wrote a book too, right? I did, wrote two books. Well what uh -huh. are, what's the names of those books? One is um, Embracing the Battle, Try by Fire, and the other one is The Beauty of the Battle, Stormproof. Okay, okay. And tell us about it a little bit. They are both um, anthologies, so they're a collection of different stories um, by women who have gone through just about everything anybody could go through. Okay. Um, and just how they, you know, how they have come out on the other side of whatever battle life presented them, whether it be miscarriage um, divorce, uh, child loss, death of a parent, death of a job, just all kind of things that we go through in life and how they navigated through those. Okay. okay. And came out victorious. And that's the key. And that's the key word that they navigated through it and they came out victorious on the other side. And, and you know what, Nicole, that's what, uh, that's one thing I like about, um, what you did with your book is that life, uh, I think so many people that get so comfortable with templates in life. And they think that everything mm -hmm. is supposed to abide or go by a template. Uh, but each and every, isn't it, isn't it funny how God, when he made us, he uniquely gave us all our own fingerprints. And so it's it, our own fingerprint. I mean, isn't yep. that crazy? You, you have your own fingerprint, man. 
You know, you have your own blueprint to life as well. And so what people don't understand is um, one of the things that, that God says is that he created the destroyer to wreak havoc. Okay. Right? He, so he says that. And that's why he tells us, therefore, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Mm-hmm. What happens is when those storms come, we don't understand that they were a part of our blueprint. Okay. They've already been predestined to happen because life happens and life makes us um, less than who we really are. So we start to rationalize everything. But mm. in actuality, it's a part of the process to get us to where we need to be. Wow, that's good. That's good. And you know what was interesting when when we had our initial conversation and we didn't talk about, about 15, 20 minutes and we were and she and, and she listened, man. I'm those that are listening. She listened to everything I had to say. She listened, she listened, she listened. And then, uh, and I was telling her, I was giving her every excuse as to why I hadn't started this podcast. Uh, and I was procrastinating and all me, everything that could go wrong was going wrong. And I, and some of the stuff I think I created, uh, some, some of the battles or the obstacles I, that I was before me, I was actually creating those. And she said something to me that actually made so much sense. She asked me a question. She said, who told you you had to be perfect? She said, who told you? And, I, and you know what? When you asked me that question, it made me uh, retrospect and look back over my life and uh, look at my childhood and look at, you know, in my through mm-hmm. adolescence and teen years. And there was somebody in my in my life that made me feel like I had to be perfect. You know what I'm saying? Even mm-hmm. if they didn't say it directly, they they implied it indirectly, you know, and uh, and I mm-hmm. always wanted to please uh, that particular person. You know what? I don't think I ever achieved that go, I don't think I ever accomplished that. You know, I don't ever think I accomplished mm. that. And I've carried that over mm-hmm. into my adult life. Uh, but uh, no, nah, man, thank you so much for calling in. I know you're super busy, so I don't want to hold you up. But y'all do understand yeah. Miss Nicole will be a contributor on the intellectual stoop because Absolutely. I, I love her perspective. She can teach a lot of young women. Some, what was that you said? You don't, uh, you don't listen to people that don't have how many kids or whatever? You said, three. You said they don't have at least three <laughs> kids, and they've never been married. You said they've never been married, or if they don't have at least three. Never been married. Okay. Yeah, if they've never been married. If they haven't been married at least twenty years, and they have, ne- they don't have, um, they have less than three children. There's nothing that you could tell me. Okay. And we have so many people out here that are listening to people not been where they want to go. Mm-hmm. And they calling themselves experts. You got single men telling women how to get a man. That don't make no sense. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? But they miss it. I don't get it. I don't get <laughs> or it. Or single women telling women, oh, you don't need to do that in a relationship. How do you know? And never been married. How do you know? Never been married. Never. Say I got the same. Like, got the... They cannot even entertain a guy for two weeks. Because they don't know how to communicate to men. Got the same last name you had since high school. Same last yeah. name. Nobody ever same changed last your name. Last. You had, uh, look in the birthing room. Yeah. <laughs> when you were yeah. zero. Yeah, yeah, but you. And they are they are advising people, and people are listening to them. So whenever you're ready, you let me know, and I'll be there. It will be soon. Trust me, it will be soon. Because like, I, and we got and we got some other business we got to do too. Like I said, you helped me in twenty or thirty minutes. So I can only imagine what that ninety minute session is going to be like. So. Absolutely. I appreciate Absolutely. you and uh, much. Well, I'm proud of you, and um, keep doing what you're doing. All right, well, all right. We'll keep. Uh, uh, thank you, and I uh, keep listening, and hopefully, we'll get together soon. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank bye. you, Nicole. All right. Bye, bye. That was Nicole Jones. You all need to look her up on Facebook. Like, and uh, she has uh, two books out. 
and uh, it's a lot, collection of uh, stories that people, real life stories that people have gone through. And, uh, and, and, and sometimes, you know, it's good. You don't necessarily need a template, but you can look and see what somebody else went through. And just the mere fact that they went through it and came out on the other side ought to be encouragement enough to let you know that whatever you're going through, um, you can also come out on the other side. The only thing is, is that when you go through it, the thing is to realize that you're going through it, that it's a perpetual process. And that you don't put up, it's not a position of permanency. You don't need to put up a mailbox. You don't need to put up a stop sign because it's temporary. You're going to go through it, get your lesson from it. Listen, I tell people all the time, life lends lessons. It's on you to consider the clues. If you don't consider the clues that for the life, the lessons that life lends, hey, then, you know, that's on you. You're going to continue to re repeat the process until you learn the lesson because life is going to continue to keep life is going to happen it keeps on happening while you making plans guess what's going on life is happening regardless and that's what i had to learn life is happening regardless so understand some of the ingredients that people said that they the areas that they saw me um uh, being effective in some said education i think uh we've done pretty good with that so far as far as uh, parenting because we have uh i'm thankfully i'm college educated my ex was college educated uh, our top two, well, first son, he has his bachelor's already and associates. And then Kennedy is a third of the way through uh, a finance degree. Also, I, the importance of grammar is serious to me. I mean, I, sometimes they call me the grammar police on Facebook because I can see a uh, grammatical mistake. Every one of my first, my favorite subject in school was English. And I know people probably say that um, PE or lunch might have been their favorite uh, subject, but English was my uh, also, I talk about having an open relationship with my children. So I think I've been pretty transparent with them. So those people saw that. Uh, that's a good thing. Um, interpersonal communication. Uh, people th uh, thought that I thought effective communication was. I'm, now, I'm going to tell you something about effective communication, because I've been single for the last three or four years and I've met some single women and whatnot. Communication is a big issue. I mean, I, I had a woman a couple of weeks ago yell at me. And I promise she yelled at me like she was disco. She yelled at me so like she thought I was her child. And I my my thought process was, who made you who who did I make you that angry that your response had to be like that? You I mean just yelled and used a cuss word? And I'm the type of person, I don't cuss at women. What's up? Okay, go ahead. That that's coming from the fact that whoever came before you, she gonna do that to him. So since you came in with this positive, proper talking mindset, nice brother, she took what she couldn't do to I, him. I think she tried him because they're not together no more. You know what I'm saying? Got yeah, and that could be that very well could be it. But anyway, man, that that man, bro, when she yelled at me, it did something inside of me, honestly, and I just don't do it. I don't do it. If you if you want to, I mean, literally, seriously, seriously, I'm not looking to date. I'm not in no hurry to date. You know what I'm saying? I'm still healing from a 20 year marriage. So, I mean, I'm, and I don't, ain't no use of me trying to date nobody until I get myself together. Right. But let me tell you, if we're talking and you raise your voice to me, like I'm your child, you might as well understand I'm withdrawing the right hand of fellowship right then. We done. I was married 20 years and we, and me, you, did you ever hear me and mom yelling at each other like that? Was no. you the voice of opinion or you had an or was she just talking to just be loud like that? Just to be loud. And I, I had, I asked her, I said, uh, Were y'all home or out of public? Out in public. But it was like at the gas station, yeah. And it was, I mean, they, they were preoccupied doing something else. I, I asked them for, you know, I said, What do you want? They said, Get out of And just like, I, they just asked me for it a moment ago. 
but I couldn't tell what they were. I couldn't understand your mindset because you were on the phone. Yeah, she had something else going on. I don't know, but that joke, bro, when that joker yelled at me, man, I promise you, man, I hey, I know how to cuss. I don't really want to cuss, and I don't like arguing with women. I do not like arguing with my daddy. Taught me when I was little. Walk away from a woman before you argue with him. It just don't make sense because I what why argue if we can't fight? So let, let's communicate each other with each other and let's move on. But when that joker yelled at me, man, which when that joker yelled at me, I it did something special to me. Yes, yeah, put up that next one right quick. All right, so and, and it, it 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 puts this perpetuates this crazy thought pattern between men and women. I just don't understand how women feel like they can think for men. <laughs> like this this is a meme that I saw on Facebook. As much as some black men hate single mothers, you think they stop making who hates single mothers? I, I don't can I I don't think it's to that what you think that means? Explain to me what you think that means. Well they're saying that you would that that you would you would stop leaving them or you wouldn't let them raise the children by themselves or that uh that uh that because when you have a child with someone the expectation is if you have a child that you're going to be with that person. You know what I'm saying? That, that's why when marriage was, I mean, when we talked about marriage, part marriage was first, supposed to be first, and then procreation came after that, and then the husband and wife raised the children. What are you going to say? Break down the first three sentences of that. As much as some black men The key single, word is some. Okay, as much as some black men hate single mothers. Mm -hmm. What do you think that right there means? That just thought right there. I, it doesn't make sense to me, so it don't mean nothing to me. I don't. I don't think that we hate single. I mothers. think. I think what they're trying to say in this passage, is that if it, the meaning is that the attitude that come with the woman that suffering from being by herself, raising her kids, how she treat other men. So a lot of walking around mad at the world because of the decision they made and the mate they choose, and he left her. So they made mad at the world. So I think it's the woman is mad at the world. The man's mad at the world. The woman is mad yeah, but he's she. This meme was saying that black men hate the single mothers, and 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 I think what there's because if you watch the attitude come with the single mothers, I get it. Okay. But we definitely hate the, that attitude that goes with them. But we but as far as like I said, when 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 I when we had our when I when we got married, you know what I'm saying, and we hope we hope we would do it till death did us part. We didn't quite make it, you know what I'm saying. But that was the expectation. People now they just have babies left and right. You know what I'm saying, and then. So that's what you mean by you say making them. Yeah, yeah, they, they they make them single mothers. You know what I'm saying because, yeah, they're not in a relationship. They they they, they let them. They produce a child with them, and then they don't stay with them. And then they got to deal with it by themselves. And whatever the reasoning is, because I mean, some people are so cantankerous, it's hard to deal with. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 the purpose. And listen, this this is the thing. We do stuff so backwards. It takes a whole lot to raise a fat raise children, right? Mm -hmm. And most of us, or a lot of us, don't plan properly for raising a family. We say, oh, you're pregnant. <laughs> Let's go ahead and deal with it. You see what I'm saying? Instead of doing the pre-planning process and going through this right. And now you got a child. And now the pressure that goes along with the child. Man, child care is expensive. You understand? And I can only imagine what it is now. Because back then, how old are you? 18? How old are you? Sister, 17? So it's 15, 16 years ago. It was $152 a week then. So what is it now? You know what I'm saying? So put those pressures along with it, trying to work, trying to do child care, trying to make sure children have, get properly educated, make sure they're fed. That's a lot of pressure, right? And if you all in a relationship aren't solid, then eventually, 
you're going to move on. And then if, if she wasn't raised, you know, properly, or if he wasn't raised properly, or because I'm going to tell you something, it's, it's something that makes a person come to the mindset where they think it's okay to holler at another adult. I just don't see. Let me ask y'all a question. Somebody, and somebody, you, you, if you want to call in and answer this question for me, because I want to know. 678-638-6626. Is it more important to keep the peace or to get your point across? That's the question right here. Is it more important to keep the peace? This is, I want somebody to call in 678-638-6626 and answer that question. Is it more important to keep the peace or to get your point across? Because it's my contention that you can do both. <laughs> You can keep the peace and you can still get your point across. Now, you might not do it at nine o'clock, but if you wait till nine oh five to say what you got to say, I bet you you can keep the peace and get your point across. Sometimes you uh, we when the pressure comes, then uh, you can't handle pressure and because you can't handle pressure that will make you respond adversely or respond. No, don't call me. Don't call me. Somebody's calling my phone. Call six seven eight six three eight six six two six. Is it more important to keep the peace uh, or get your point across? I have some listeners in Arkansas, so if you're in Arkansas, I know we you know we don't have long distance no more. So use your little cell phone and call six seven eight. But yeah, I, I think so many people. Depends on what it works for. You think all it all? I, I think it all depends on what I think it all depends on what the situation is. Okay. Because sometimes you, if you try to keep the peace and it's, and it's, it's hindering your own, and y'all gonna be affected by that, you gotta, you gotta speak up. Yeah, but you can still speak up. I'm not, listen. What I'm saying. Hear what I'm saying. Hear what I'm saying. Hear what I'm saying. And, and this is pops. This is pops growing through me. This is dad growing through me, right? Because my dad, first of all, he said you don't argue with women. That no, you just don't do that. Okay. okay. So that's walking away. So if we're into it, or like I said, okay. Let's see what we got. Follow your own. Disco 100 Radio with the Intellectual Stew. Who am I speaking with? This is Kawana Yancey. Hey, Miss Yancey, how are you? I'm scared to. I'm scared to I ask. I'm scared. Fine. I'm scared for you to answer this. From Arkansas. I'm so, thank you all the way from North Little Rock, Arkansas. Hold the hand, long distance, Chicago. <laughs> they, no, they no. We, 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 you don't have to die. You don't get. They don't need charge for long distance no more. Everybody get it. It's free. Man, now. I got math dyslexia. I got the numbers confused. Is that what it was? Anyway, is it more important? Thing. Is it more important to keep the peace or to get your point across? Get your point across. Oh God. <laughs> yes, get my point across because see that's the problem. When you start trying to keep the peace with men, see, some of you go. don't know how to handle that. you like, oh, okay, don't start. <laughs> you like, go. oh, well, she ain't going to say nothing. You know, she just don't want to argue. But you have to set some order and set, set the tone. Woo. I can't let you get away with stuff all the time. Let us get away. Well, that's some of that language you just gave me is some power. Let us get away. Some of y'all, some men. Okay, so let me ask this right here. This um, and then about this, that post that was just up, when the woman was saying, you know, much as some men hate single mom, you could make them. I think what she meant, because what I took from it, won't you wrap that thing up? Well, won't you make him wrap it up? You meet, won't you make him wrap it up? That's true too. Yeah. Now that's true too. Uh, there, there, now, there's responsibility. Take, yeah, yeah, we have to take responsibility for that too. And let's just say a woman says, "Oh, I'm on birth control," and you're like, "Oh, okay, well, I don't have to wrap it up." Still, no, you, you wrap it up. Don't want to make all these babies out here because things gonna happen. I'm more afraid of but catching a disease than I am making a baby because nowadays they put some they put some on your the board of health can't take off. 
And I ain't, see, that's I, you, because you're intellectual. We got to talk about this younger generation, because this is the microwave generation, and, you know, it's about the feel-good stage. Well, you, okay. So it makes sense. Okay, you, you, you're a good example, and, and, and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna revisit this whole keep the peace versus getting your point across thing in a minute. Right? <laughs> we're going to, because I'm not suggesting that you don't do both. I'm not. Uh, I read an article one time that said uh, the art of, the, the title of the article was called The Art of Fighting Fair. Okay. And the art of fighting yeah. fair, what it suggested was it's nothing wrong with communicating uh, vividly, or vi- you know, vibrantly, not violently, because ain't nobody arguing with nobody. You know what I mean? Not nobody fighting, but um, it's okay to communicate. But if you and I are in a conversation, right, Kawana, and, we're, and, we're in, and, and it's gotten a little hot, and you're trying to get your point across, even in a boxing match, you ever notice how in a boxing match, they'll fight for three minutes, and then they'll go back yeah. to their corner? And sit down for a second, get a little water, get the sweat wiped off of them, and then they'll come back and fight again. And they'll do that like ten times until they until the until the until the uh, until the fight is over, right? And so even in a, in a relationship, uh, if you're trying to get a point across and you don't feel like you're being successful, then sometimes it's best to step away and reapproach. Because what happens is if I keep on trying to do something or try, okay, let me give you an example. You steadily trying to make me understand something. I'm not getting it the way you're giving it. And then all of a sudden, what's that going to do? It's going to frustrate you more, right? That's true. So the question, so in, in interpersonal, in, this is good. I love this. In interpersonal communication is the responsibility of effective communication, effective communication. Is it more resp- Is it, is the, does the responsibility fall on the sender or the receiver? Well, I feel like, it is on the receiver huh? because, because I you, this is one of my pet peeves. Now, when I'm upset and I'm telling you something mm-hmm. and you don't want to receive it or hear it, I could change my tone. No, so I want to hear it. I, I, I want to hear it, but you're just not being effective nope. in your communication. Mm-mm. No, let me tell you. No. See? You're talking while I'm talking, Mr. Kirkland. I'm listening. I'm be quiet. Shut up. <laughs> okay. I've had men, once I've shut them down and said, you know what? Since you want me to be quiet and don't want me to talk, I'm done. I don't have anything to say. And then when I don't answer the phone call for about two weeks, it's always, well, I'm sorry. I knew what you were saying, but I just didn't want you to be right. So I just didn't want to hear that again. So sometimes the receiver hears it, but... Male ego and pride. Well, we don't want you to be right, and I know you told me this a few times, so I'm just going to act stupid, play dumb, like I don't know what you're talking about. But then when I don't give in to your needs, then it's like, you was right. You were right. See that thing there? But if people could set aside issues, then that's when the relationship can evolve because we still got to remember it's all about love. Because love is not boastful. Love is not bright. So you got to always go back to the commandments with that thing. Well, not the commandments, but you know what God says about it. But that pride thing gets in the way. All right. Let me know when I can talk. Take your L. Let me know when I can talk. I can talk now? I like that expression on your daughter's face. But yeah, go ahead. Okay. Because this is what I'm saying. First of all, let's let's, let's focus on what I didn't say. I never said I didn't want you to talk. I definitely want you to talk. Okay. Now, 
I do. I'm, the message might get lost in translation by how you're communicating. It, I'm, I'm now the only time I shut down, and you can put this out in the atmosphere for the whole wide world to know. The only time I shut down is when you raise your voice at me because I'm not your child. All right. Okay. So when you start hollering at me, it's over. So I don't hear you. Right. I don't hear you at that particular point. I'm not. I don't hear nothing because at that point, to me effective communication now that and that's part of being a preacher for 20 plus years <clears throat> effective communication for me starts from the receipt from the sender i have to put out a message that's palatable enough that's uh easy enough to digest something that's concise enough so that you can understand the message that i'm saying right now i hear you saying that some dudes that act like they don't know i'm not let's 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 talk about uh let's let's say in a perfect scenario you're the sender He's a receiver. You sent out a message. Baby, well, let me tell you this, right? Because sometimes it ain't just what you say. It's, it's how you say it. Right? I, I get that, too. But like I said, when you're conscious enough to know how this person is going to try to throw you off, you can talk to them calm. But then that's condescending. Oh, I know what you're trying to do. I'm like, hey, you don't want me to yell? So I'm talking to you like this. Oh, so now you're talking to me like I'm super seeing. But when somebody doesn't want to receive you still have a problem because, again, I can't tell you that you were right and I was wrong. So I'm going to ask as much. Do you, uh, do you, do you go into those, some of those situations with preconceived notions? Like you know they're going to, they're okay. not going to, they're not going to, yeah, so that's, that, that's a problem too. You go in thinking they're not going to respond the way you want to respond, then that's automatic. You've already tainted the conversation at that point, have you not, to an extent? Because everybody, because the, the last dude, you know, chumped you off or didn't want, you know, didn't, didn't listen the way you thought he should have listened. So you think all men respond like that. You know what I'm saying? No. Oh, I'm, no, no, I'm just, I'm just perhaps, and we just having a conversation. I'm just perhaps in it with you. I'm just perhaps in it with you. Mm -hmm. just, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, not all men. You have to learn people. Ooh. So, and, 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 and then too, um, this line here with me and said, all men not the same. Well, I'll tell you, well, can y'all come up with new lines? Because well, you say the same thing and you're acting the same, so I well, can't. Well, maybe you need to change circles. Because uh, I don't think all women are the same. I definitely don't think all women are the same. Like I just told Nicole Jones before before this call, uh, I think all of us have our own fingerprints, and God gave us that for a reason. But I think what we do is we do put people in certain categories, and uh, we do have preconceived notions about those individuals. And when we do that, when we stereotypes—that's the word—we love to get make have operate with certain stereotypes, uh, and we don't give people the longitude or the latitude to be who they actually are because we have a preconceived notion of who we think they are. Does that make I'm glad sense? I you said that because that's that's going to be my next point. The the other thing is when people you said the stereotypes. Some people act like how they think you might like. Because I don't like when men say, well, what do you like in a man? What do you do? <laughs> when I've answered those questions, then you try to live up to a certain expectation. And when you can't, then you're mad. And then when I was like, hey, I like this person. So who is this guy that showed up? Because you crazy. This one was straight. But see, and that's why I don't answer those questions. Because you will get a preconceived notion that I'm supposed to act like this and you're supposed to act like that. Just be you. Gotcha. So sometimes people mess you up to so, trying to be something they're not. So what you said is you it's a turn off for him to try to be what you want him to be, what you like. That's what I just heard. Well, that's <laughs> that's not a turn off, but if I, you're 
trying to live up to something that you think I like and you're not that person, I'm going to mess you, you up. Because I'm not going to like you. Because then in two weeks, I'm like, hey, you got to go. Because I thought you, let's just say, if they thought I liked a James Hurston, they tried to be a James Hurston. I'm like, well, you're not him. And you said you was like him. So you can't be mad if I left him, left you and go to him. So, you don't, you so, so like in other words, you, so Disco, I think what she's saying is she don't give out participation trophies. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You would have had a little <laughs> mouth on your She don't get no honorable mentions. If you ain't the MVP or if you, if you ain't first team All-American, then you might well go on and check, check out and go with somebody. Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're saying? You know what? Hey, you, hey, you called in, so you know you subject to it. And I appreciate you for calling in, too, Miss Kawana. Believe me. All right. Well, I'm proud of you. Good luck and I will support you. We got you. I appreciate you. Thanks for putting us on the map. Thank okay, you. Share my, share my stuff. Share my stuff. Share, share, share the YouTube channel. I already did. And I already did the thumbs up. You know I got you. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, okay. Appreciate you. Good night. All right. Good night. All right. So here's another meme. Thank you, uh, Kawana. That was Kawana, y'all, from Kawana Yans from North Little Rock, Arkansas. All right, this is another meme that I see women do. Cause it, and what I, I'm really, I've jumped all over my notes, and I will get back to this in a little while later. But I'm, we're talking about, um, let me tell you something. I believe if we're going to, if our community is going to heal, I think black men and black women have to figure out how to tell each other that we're sorry. I think we got to reconcile. I think once we once we reconcile, I think we can restore uh, our communities we can go back to the late 60s well, you know 60s and 70s when we had real black pride and we were united as a community prior to the fair housing act of 1967 when uh we all when they told us we could and we did and when we did we left uh, our communities exposed because all the leadership in our communities went and lived on the other side of the track simply because they could even though they weren't wanted so uh, I see stuff like this all the time. This is a um, this is another meme I saw. Said people ask me talking women. People ask me why you're sing why you sing why are you single? You're attractive, intelligent, and creative. And uh, my reply is I'm overqualified. Overqualified for who? Because I honestly believe that um, there's somebody for everybody. I really do believe that there's somebody for everybody. Uh, it's just a lot of us have not been properly aligned. Or as Kawana, as I just accused Kawana of, and I'm going to do it because she's not here to defend herself right now. Um, a lot of us have preconceived notions. Um, I don't think anybody's happy being alone. I really don't. I don't. I think we settle for being alone. And people say, well, I, it, it's a choice for me to be single. Well, it, it is a choice to be single. It's a, it's a choice for me not to be in a relationship. Well, it's a choice for you to be single, too. <laughs> Because if you choose that I'm not I'm I'm not gonna be in a relationship, that's a choice. And you and you're comfortable with that choice. And I get it. But but to say that you're overqualified or that people don't meet up to your standards, are you able the question is, are you able to offer uh what you're asking for? And if you're not able to offer what you're asking for, then you know you need might need to reevaluate some of your choices or what whatnot, right? So but let's get back to uh to the ingredients. So people say it. That they thought I would be, they, they said that I'm super transparent. Uh, they think that I've accepted responsibility. They think that uh, I have some good biblical knowledge. Uh, they like the social transitions that uh, we like that we're in, that I I, I, I talk about the social transitions that we're embarking upon. Uh, entrepreneurship, man, I've been doing an entrepreneur forever. You know, I try a job, I don't like it. I go buy clothes. I I'll get a uh, contract with a suit company or something, and buy suits and sell those. You know, for cheap. Well, no, I buy them cheap and sell them for more. I sell neckties. I 
what else have I sold in my life? I sold custom block this I remember one time. This is back in '96. Uh, when the housing boom was big in '95, when housing was big in Atlanta, uh, a guy at church turned me on to a uh, to an idea. I want that other meme, the, the other one I gave, the one right before you. Uh, I think it's one more I sent you. That's, that's, that's the last one. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll I'll just read it. But back then, we I went and got a Better Homes and Gardens magazine, and I cut out some blinds, right? And I put the blinds on some construction paper, took pictures of it, uh, made copies, took those blind, took those uh, flyers in the two hundred fifty thousand dollars subdivision of Better, just put them on people's mailboxes, and told them that I would give them estimates for fifty to seventy five percent off of custom blinds. Man, I made twelve, fifteen dollars a week doing that, just going picking up houses. Man, I've always been an entrepreneur. Uh, my son is the same way right now. You know, he'll he, man. I remember Trey uh, in high school selling his clothes out of his drawer, selling baseball equipment that he didn't use anymore. Even you know, can't even in middle school, man. I I used to go have to go to Walmart and uh, Sam's and Samsons and places like that to buy candy. Cause he would go to school and say, okay, he's coming home every day. All right. I got somebody else calling in. Let's see who this is. Thank you for calling the intellectual stew on disco 100. Who am I speaking with? This is Nash Adams. Nash Adams. Hey, what's going on, Mr. Adams? I, I have a, I have a little comment on a, uh, on a statement you made a minute ago. Do you mind if we, uh, we talk about it a little bit? I'm nervous now. What's the statement? What is it? Uh, you said we choose to be single. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm 22 years old. I play with your son, Trey. I know. How you doing? You had a, you having a good season, too, Mr. Adams. I'm keeping well, up with you. That. <laughs> All right, go, that. let's talk about this. What you, what you got for me? So I'm wrapping up my fourth year of college. Okay. And I'm, I'm still looking for that right one. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought I had found it uh, a little bit ago. Okay. And then some things came across. And I'm still... I'm still looking for that right one, and I don't. I wouldn't say that I'm choosing to be single, mm -hmm. but I'm still looking. So, what would you what would you say about that? Well, if the fact that you're still looking means you're choosing to be single, think about that. Okay. The fact that you're still looking, the fact that you have not made a choice, means that you're still choosing to be single, and that's and that's okay. You're 22 years old, like you just said. You're in your fourth year of college, so you don't have to make that choice now. You feel what I'm saying? You can make that choice when you're ready. Obviously, whoever you were with at first didn't uh, didn't satisfy you or you didn't feel like she was the one. Right. So you made a choice not to be with that individual. Everything that we do in life is choices. Everything okay. that we do. When I if I choose to get out of the bed in the morning, and put on uh, to, to drink coffee instead of tea, that was a choice. If I choose to take a shower at night instead of taking it in the morning, that's a choice. So if I'm in a relationship or if I'm not in a relationship, that's my choice. Because guess what? I mean, I've seen you. I mean, you I mean, you're an athletic guy. You're young. You're vibrant. There are plenty of women out there that would love to be with you, but you don't want to be with them. Right. I mean, I would say so. I, but, think, uh, I think I've got a little bit of a small pool. OK. Where I'm, at. I'm about to move into the, you know, the next stage of my life. Mm hmm. I think yeah, I think it'll expand a little bit, man. But you know what? You know what the good part about pool uh, about going into a smaller pool is? It helps to make the choice easier. You ever notice? You ever notice? Uh, you ever notice that if you do a multiple choice test, right, and you got A, B, C, and D, what's your percentage of getting the answer right? A, B, C, and D. That's twenty five percent. You get twenty five percent right. But if you got a true or false test, what's what's your percentage of getting it right? Fifty percent. Fifty percent. Why? Right. Why? Because the pool got smaller, right? 
Now you're young, you're in college, you're in undergrad, you're doing all these things. So you got a big pool right there, right? So as you ascend and get into your career and things change and your money, uh, your money uh, goes up, all those things, and you get into the upper echelon of, of women and all that kind of, now that pool gets smaller because it, because the things that would satisfy you at 19 or 20, that's not going to satisfy you as a 22, 23 year old man. You feel what I'm saying? I'm 48 now. The things that I would, would have done 10, 15 years ago, those things don't even satisfy. The things that I thought I would do after going through a divorce, <laughs> being single and the freedoms that I thought I would have, man, those free, I don't even take advantage of those freedoms because my desires have changed. As you grow older, as you become more, that's one thing I love about baseball is that baseball gives you all a certain level of discipline and it's certain things that you all don't stand for. You understand what I'm saying? Because y'all, no no yeah, baseball, y'all are some weird cats. There's nothing like football, nothing like basketball, but it's a good stoic type of thing, though. You know what I'm saying? Because it makes you, who plays 162 games? That's a lot, right? You got to be focused to do something like that. Y'all play 50, 60 games. Three, four, five times a week. So you got to be focused. So if somebody's going to come in your life, you can't let nobody come in your life that's going to take away from you, right? They got to come in and add to you. And the thing is, if they don't add to you, you're not even going to deal with them anyway, are you? No, no, absolutely not. So, so that's you making a choice to be single. Do you see it that way? Now that you, now that you say it like that, I would definitely agree with that. I'm okay. choosing to be single right now because I don't think it's the right time right now. My, my friend, that's good, man. And that's exactly what I want you to see. All right. So thank you for calling in, Nash. Thank you for ch tuning in. I only got about three or four more minutes on the show. We're going to be doing this every Monday night. So if you have any more questions, hey, man, feel free to call in. Tell my son, Go by and encourage my son, all right? Tell him he's going to make all it. All right. Thank you for having me. All right, man. Huh? Subscribe. And, hey, and those of you all that are on uh, at Disco 100 Radio, Please subscribe. Please go to Disco 100 and subscribe. Now, I'm going to uh, take the replay and I'll upload the replay on my personal channel. And that's Kirkland Creations, K-I-R-K-L-I-N, Creations, K-R-E-A-T-I-O-N-Z. Go there and uh, subscribe and you'll be able to watch the replay on there. Okay. So, uh, thank, hey, I mean, hey, that's cool. We've gotten some good callers tonight. We've had some good calls some good questions, and I'm appreciative. Uh, yeah, I got one more picture. Now, listen, this is a, we're going to have to hit those other the, the ingredients next week, okay? But this is what I wanted to show. This is a, this is for my brothers. Y'all need to hear me. Just because she's a soldier don't mean you have to put her through war. Just because she's a soldier don't mean you have to put her through war. Hey, women are a are strong, we're, I know we're supposed to be the strong best, but they are strong, and they've been through a whole lot and that's our responsibility to build them up, to esteem them. I'm talking about alpha males. I'm talking about strong brothers. I'm talking about real men. All right. That's the thing. Real men. We're going to get into this, this, this subject later on, Disco, about the hub babies and uh, about the problem, about uh, why a lot of um, why we think a lot of men have problems, you know, uh, uh, in communication and whatnot. We're going to get into all that later on. I really didn't get through half of my notes tonight. Uh, I'm still stuck on who men say I am. And then I'm going to tell you next time what the actual ingredients are that we're going to be discussing. OK, so listen, we are all on the path to better. I want to thank everyone who joined in tonight. Those of you all, like I said, go to Disco 100 Radio and subscribe. Thank you, Disco, uh, for coming in. Kennedy, 
Thank you, baby. That's my baby. She came in and hung out with dear old dad tonight, and she will be contributing in the future. Her and her, her mom and I and, and her, her, we were talking yesterday about our parenting styles, and we want to share those parenting styles with you. So listen, we're going to be here every Monday night at 930 to 1030. Uh, tell your friends, uh, share it. Uh, we're going to have all kinds of different. You never know what we're going to talk about and where the conversation will end up. But this is what I want to do. Uh, I want to tell you something. I want you to keep this on your mind and maybe this will make you think. But uh, remember this as you go throughout this thing called life. The world is changing. Why do you remain the same? That's the question I want to ask you. The world is changing. Why do you remain the same? I'll see you next week. Intellectuals.